There's the X. It's hard to see the X up here where I'm supposed to stand. Um, good morning, good evening, good night, where, whenever you're tuning in. We love you all so much. Love everybody in the room, everybody online, or listening to the podcast. Um, but before I do start, I do want to give a shout out to Pastor Earl and Onika. Um, they're just phenomenal leaders, and I'm thankful for them. I mean, the way they see people. It inspires me. I, I want to yeah. be a little bit more like that. Um, they lit- I, 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 I know this about them. I, they wish they could meet with every single yeah, person yeah. in the entire church, but it's physically yeah. impossible. Uh, I guess they could, but then they would lose it and smoke crack on the side of the road somewhere. And we don't, we want our pastors strong. So they're praying for every single person in the room and they love every single person in the room. Um, as I was praying, um, this word kept popping up in my heart and my brain, and um, I actually was trying to, like, no, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna talk about something else. I had some other stuff written down from a while back, but this word just kept coming, and it, it was the word resilience. It just kept popping on my heart, kept popping, popping on my heart. Let me give you the definition: the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. The ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. Did you catch that? Yeah. yeah. Something's happened, wow. but you're able to bounce right back. Yeah. You're able to like, oh, I'm right back in the game. Yeah. Door slams in your face. Okay, the door slammed, but I'm going to find another way around. I'm going to get back up. Oh, someone hurt my feelings. It's okay. I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to show back up to church, and I'm going to go talk to that. It's just bounce back. It's this bounce back mentality, and I feel like in the world today, I wish I could say that it's going to get easier. Jesus warned us years and years and years, nope. It's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. But I need you to know I'm with you. I got you. I'm right there with you. But what he wants from us is to carry that resilient spirit, that resilience of like, yep, I'm going to fall, but I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep getting back up. I was uh, reading this story and um, shout out to all my India people. I love India so much. Come on, Jono. And... Uh, there's this, there's some, there's something different in the India water. All right. I mean, like there's some fascinating stories you never hear about, but there was this man, his name is, uh, man, forgive me if I'm messing this up. Dashrath Manji, Dashrath Manji, Dashrath Manji. This man, am I messing it up? Okay. Dashrath. Did I say it right? Okay. He lives up in North India in uh, surround in a little village surrounded by mountains. Okay, a very poor. He grew up very poor. Uh, he worked a farmland. It wasn't his his land. He worked on another farmland. But anyways, the story goes. He uh, he met a lady. He met a lady, and uh, he falls in love. This is a 1960. Okay, no no no. This is this is like in the 1950s. Okay, he falls in love with this lady, and everything's going good. And um, for him to get to work, for him to get to a hospital, for him to get anything that is needed, like food and things like that, they would have to walk 70 kilometers to a village up through this mountain terrain that was very dangerous. So every day, his wife would bring him food. He would work up in the mountain, and he, they, she would bring him food every single day. What a great wife, right? What a great wife. Well, one day, she's bringing him food, 
and she falls. And she gets seriously injured. And because of the distance of where the hospital was, they were not able to go get the proper health care that was needed, and she eventually died. His world shattered. His life shattered. He's like, man, I'm just newly married, carrying pain, hurt. What do I do now? And one day he gets up and he goes, I'm going to build a road. I'm going to cut right through this mountain and I'm going to build a road. And everybody around him was like, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. And this man, all he owned was three goats and the goats did not plow the road. All right. (laughs) But he took those three goats and he sold those goats. This is a true story. Sold those three goats for a hammer and a chisel. Day one, he goes out there, clink, clink, clink. Day two, clink, clink, clink. Day three, clink, one year, clink, five years, clink, 10 years, clink. In 1982, he carved a road with a hammer and a chisel by himself. 25 feet down, cut the distance from 70 kilometers to less than uh, one kilometer, which in our world, that would be 43 miles and 70 kilometers and one kilometer to be would would be less than a mile. This is what he said. This is what he said. Somebody was interviewing because this is, this is a, did y'all get that? 22 years of a hammer and a chisel. Someone was interviewing and said, why did you do this? He said, I started this road because of my wife, but I finished it for the people. In other words, I started this because of the pain that I was in, but I finished it because I didn't want the other people to go through the pain that I went through. So as I was reading this, there's a few things that uh, just popped out about this man. Okay, I actually don't have a Bible verse. I could have pulled out some Bible characters, you know, and talked about Noah and how he built the ark and all the the other people. But this man just inspired me enough. But there's a few things that I I think that we can learn um, from this thing. So I got four things, four things. Okay, y'all with me? Okay. Uh, Number one, he used what he had. This doesn't even make sense because all he had was three goats. But the resilience in him was, okay, if that's what I got, I got three goats. I'll take these three goats and I'll go get what I need. For us, for us, I think what we, where we get caught is that we're waiting for someone else to come and do it for us. We're waiting for the government to come and show up and help fix some of the situations. Um, we're waiting for a God to kind of say, hey, here's your special gift. But this is what I've learned in my lifetime, okay? God is actually asking us, will you use what you have so that I can give you what you don't have? If he can't trust you with what you have, how is he going to trust you with even more? So he used what he has. I got three goats. I'll go get a hammer and chisel. I got some muscles, so I'll start breaking down this rock. I'm going to break down this rock day and night, day and night. So he, he, he used what he had. This is no specific order, too, so I don't want you to use this as a checklist or like step one. No, this is not a step one, okay? And the second thing is he took control. I think this is important because our emotions will drive us. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
our emotions will tell us, you just need to stay down. I mean, look at uh, every time you get back up, somebody comes along and knocks you back down. You might as as well. This is what the enemy likes to do. I want you to stay down. I need you to stay down. But for him, he took control of the emotions. He He didn't let anything else control him. He said, no, I will take this. I got this. I will do this. All right. So take control. He took control. He took control. He also, he didn't blame others. He didn't blame others because I think we also live in a time where we want to point the finger very fast. We want to say, well, if this person would have done this and that wouldn't have happened. No, he could have pulled out 350 excuses why the government should have already had a road paved so that this wouldn't have happened. But it said, no, I got this. I, I, I will take, I will take control of this. And then the third thing, um, his pain turned into a purpose. The quote that he said, this is right before he died. This was in 2007. He ended up dying from cancer. And I just quoted him. I started this road because of the pain that I was in. But I finished it. I finished it because I didn't want anybody else to go through that pain. Some of us, we have gone through some significant things in our life, and I'm not trying to be insensitive in this moment. I think there is a time to cry. I think there's a time to mourn, but I also think there's a time to dance, and I also think there's a time to have joy, and I think there's a time that God is saying, hey, I need you to bounce back. The pain, though, all of us, I believe, have gone through something in our life. Not that God did it to you, but you can use it so that other people don't go down the same path that we have gone through. This is very, very, very important because this world outside of church, they're desperate for somebody to show us which way to go and where to go and how to go. And for us as here at Shoreline, specifically us as leaders at Shoreline City, for us, we're like, oh, I've been through that. I know the way. Oh, the door's been closed on you. You know what? I've walked through a similar door that's been closed to me and I know how to get around that door. The resilience of like, hey, whatever you're going through, I've gone through it too. And let's walk each other to the healing that God wants to give us. So for us, our pain, the things that we have gone through, let's use it. Let's use it to our advantage. Let's use it so that others will know the way. So that's that's what he did here. And then the last thing is surround yourself with the right people. In the beginning, the people mocked him. You can't do this. They were laughing, but he had a few people in his corner. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. I I believe in you. I'll walk to the store with you so that you can sell these goats and get this hammer and chisel. I'll come bring you food so that you can fulfill the purpose. This is, we say this every single Sunday, every single leadership talk. The people, the people around you will determine how far you go. So for us, I'm telling you, I want to encourage you. To get past this, I can do it alone. This was never God's intention for any of us to try to do this alone. His intention was, I need people around you because there's so much more I want to do 
in you and through you to reach even more people. So get your surround people around yourself with people so they can be cheering you on, so that you can hold your hands up when you're tired, so they can be crying with you, so they can tell you to get back up whenever we fall down. The people, the people, the people. So I want to encourage you, and I'm praying that you'll take that step today. Find a connect group. I know it could be a little daunting for some people to walk into an environment that you don't know, but I want you to get past that and I want you to walk into that connect group. I want you to find that individual, that mentor, that person, and really anybody in this room could be a mentor. You don't have to be this theologian or anything. Like you don't need to look for a theologian. Just find somebody that has a little bit of life on them, a little bit of, a little bit of, that walk through a little bit of fire and ask them. And this, this is something else just popped in my brain. Very rarely do you see the same coach you started with, you finish with. Because I, I think for all of us, as we go through seasons and we grow, there's a moment to where we have to say, is this person still challenging me and still pulling me up? So I, I think it's also important for you to uh, take a step back and kind of reevaluate your life and say, hey, you know, the people that I've surrounded myself in the beginning, it's not that they're bad people, but maybe God is trying to take you somewhere else or take you a little bit higher. And you got to find that person that's gone just a little bit above you and go up to that person. So don't feel bad if you're like, you know what? I've been with this person and they've been pushing me because honestly, for me in my life, I started out with one man. I don't even know where that one man is. He, I don't know what happened to him or what, but he sure did help put me on the course, you know? But eventually I was like, nah, man, I think you're still smoking weed. And yeah, you you taught me the Bible, but uh, <laughs> I'm thankful for it. Yeah, thankful for it. That's good. But for I just want to encourage us to get this spirit of resilience in our lives, all right? Because the world is going to try to throw things, but for us, if we can get the posture of like, God, you have given me this, and I'm going to carry this bounce back spirit, and if it's just a hammer and chisel, and that's all you've got me, I will work this road for the next 20 years until a road is carved through the mountain so that the people the people can come up behind me. Love you so much, church, and God bless.